0: Paranoid Radio Frightface <laughs> Kiss Keep it simple stupid Paranoid Paranoid voice. Boy Boy I testicles one two testicles welcome back to the show ladies and gentlemen this is parent radio podcast and this is the best show with the best content for the best listeners i am your humble host trebles garcia ladies and gentlemen i want to jump in from the deep end of the pool and set the fucking mood striking with iron is hot before anything i want you to please take your time and drop a five-star review on apple podcast this allows other people to enjoy your show the show as much as I enjoy making it. Also, you can find Paranoid Radio Podcast on Instagram. Make sure you check us out at Paranoid Radio on Instagram. Now, ladies and gentlemen, I have a special guest here for all of you guys. Truth is, we're not alone. For the first time ever in written human history, patriots from every corner of the country have awakened. And not just American patriots, but freedom-fighting juggernauts, talented men and women that I like to call our own specimen of sleeper cells on a global scale. Digital warriors, keepers of the truth, and bearers of light. What a time to be alive. What a time... To not only spread and change the course of humanity for my kids, but also your kids, and I and, and call myself a conspiracy theorist. We are the truth spoilers and, and and a fucking and fucking podcast hosts. And it has been an honor and privilege to meet like like-minded individuals with high vibrational thoughts and a keen interest for justice sit back and enjoy watching the massive amounts of the deposits into the bank of knowledge done today with our special guest host and creative director of his own podcast show instagram truther and mind-bending colleague please give a warm welcome to tomcat the reptilian from the strange brew podcast show welcome TR.
1: What's going on, man? What's going on? Yes, I am Tomcat, a.k.a. Tom Thompson. I have many aliases, also known as the Raptilian. And I don't know how you want me to get into this, but I can kind of tell you why I do what I do. I want you to tell me how you got that name. How did it bloom? So uh, I started, I've been aware and awake uh, for a long time. Since I was like, you know, 13 or 14, I was listening to a lot of punk bands and underground hip hop. I was actually in a metal band as a screamer uh, and uh, the vocalist. So then I started writing music uh, when I was fairly young. And a lot of it was directed towards the way I saw the world. And I started researching and looking into things very deeply. And I had all different names for a long time. Tomcat was something that kind of came along the way because my name was Tom and then People will call me Tomcat. It was like kind of like a slang name. And then hmm. eventually, you know, I, my buddy was joking around with me and, you know, I'm, I'm fairly good at like creating music. And, uh, uh he was like, you know, it'd be funny. Cause you like, always talk about the reptilians. Why don't you call yourself the reptilian? And I was like, I kind of like that. And I would joke about it time to time. I started calling myself that on my podcast. And then eventually I started, I was like, well, I'll just make my stage name for my music. Uh, the reptilian. But uh, I've always been recording music and I had a microphone. And then years ago, you know, me and my buddies would always sit around and talk about conspiracy theories. And, you know, I was a a chef for a long time. So my co-host, Billy, will tell you that I was in his ear all the time because he wasn't a believer in a lot of this stuff. And I was kind of getting in his ear. I'm like, yo, there's like lizard people that control our governments in the (laughs) world. And he's like, oh, shut the fuck up. So then he went away and i kind of started the show didn't know what co-host i was going to have on just wanted to throw something together uh because i didn't see anybody else doing this at the time i listened to one or two podcasts i was like i could do this i talk about this stuff and then he came back from being out west and then the rest is history we started drinking and then we started talking about all these different conspiracy theories and definitely like paranormal stuff serial killers and definitely at the beginning uh, we didn't really know what we were doing, we were just getting absolutely wasted on the show, drinking like a 26er, talking about like Richard Ramirez. Huh. Oh, yeah, so and then it's like all history now. Now we've kind of structured the show that we do, which is very unfiltered, uncensored, uh, Man. dark humor, you know,
0: unbothered, unedited. I'm fucking, yeah, I get you, dog. I get you. That's awesome, bro. You know what? How long have you been doing this podcast game? What wait, wait, what inspired you? What was the first really real conspiracy theory that I? made you tick that the one that made you fucking like say you know what dog there's some shit
1: we gotta talk about i gotta let it out of my chest and then dive into research because that's very important also yeah so I I've always questioned the government, especially the music I listened to. I wasn't a fan of what the government was doing, and I thought both sides were shady. But it was interesting. A, a buddy that wasn't even really into conspiracy theories. I've known him like my pretty much like my whole life, and we were sitting there, and we were like I was like 16, and uh-huh. uh, he put on a video of Benjamin Fulforp. Who knows if he's like a true dude, but he saw talk uh, talking about harp. So then I started researching oh. into harp and then I started researching even more and more and that led me down this rabbit hole of like the stuff that the government was doing to manipulate the weather, manipulate us and poison our food. And then obviously then I eventually found David Icke and all these like uh, abductees and stuff like that, that were claiming all this crazy information. And then I started huh. picking up books and started reading more and more, but like it was a slow start, but essentially around, I guess like four years ago, I started the show and a lot of episodes, like like probably over 30 episodes, have been taken off and put on Patreon and stuff like that because we were just uh, getting wasted, being dumb and drunk. And I was like, well, the, the, the true <laughs> fans will uh, the true fans will appreciate what we're doing because we said some very off-color jokes and stuff like that. And I just kind of like I got inspired by looking around the world and I was always viewed as that crazy dude. Always. People thought I was Uh nuts. And it's just funny now because I know there's people that I personally have known that are like, wow, you were kind of right about all the stuff that was going on. I'm like, well, no shit. If you don't question anything, you're not going to learn anything.
0: True. And facts. And now that you mentioned a little bit about uh, fans and people that are really listening to your show and really interested in listening to your show, please let know our listeners where they can find you, the name of your podcast and the Patreon link. I'm going to need you to send that to me towards the end of the show. also, if I could put it up on our description.
1: Yeah, 100% man. And uh, yeah, you can find me at strange brew podcast and uh, www.strangebrewpodcast.com has most of our links. Uh, I got it updated uh, slightly, but the site is up and uh, it's been going for a while. I just have to tweak it a little bit. But obviously, you know, it'd be great if you guys follow us on Instagram at strangebrew.podcast. I just started getting into X or Twitter now, uh, which I wasn't really you know keen on and so that's strange brew cast uh but even like youtube we're on rumble and youtube everything's on a strange brew podcast and i like a lot of the stuff we do especially when i have my co-host billy sitting on the other side of the desk is it is fun to watch we want people to like cast it to their tv have some drinks with us smoke up and just really enjoy yourself because we show a lot of clips and images and it's usually just a fun time You know, we're leading up to the Halloween episodes now. And like, I love all that dark, scary shit. Yeah. Yeah.
0: How long have you guys been (laughs)
1: doing on the the podcast? Like this sounds like you've been doing it for a couple of years. Yeah, about about four years, kind of on and off and really slow, slow start. Um. And it was a lot different than what we do now, considering how drunk we and belligerent we used to get. <laughs> <that's for sure.
0: laughs> oh, I could, I can't relate, man. I, I, I admire that, bro. I applaud your success and everything you're doing, the evolving, uh, the, the reshaping yes. of the show, reshaping of yourself, learning what your potential is.
1: Mushrooms is changed me, dude. Yeah,
0: yeah, Mushroom. Magic mushrooms
1: changed my life, okay. dude, in a big way. Tell me about that. What was that experience? Is crazy. So you mentioned something about
0: first about uh, uh, about um uh the scary season. We do have also. Yes. The, the, I like to call it Paranoid Radio Halloween the Fright Fest Extravaganza. Every single oh, year, so that's fun. Are, The entire month is just scary shit. All yeah, fucking, us too yeah. So it's like a third it's annual. So It'd be fun. awesome if you, we could get you on and we fucking yeah. drop some some dark shit on our on the listeners. That'll do some awesome fun
1: better. live or something like that. Like there's definitely so much topics. I'm like I'm a. I also do a podcast I'll shout out uh, with my buddy Aaron from Ireland. It's called class uh-huh. Horrorcast, and uh-huh. we talk about horror movies. So it's wow. and we're able to like branch off these two shows of have talking about, and he does stuff on his own too, where he interviews a bunch of different like people that have involvement in horror movies and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. But it, it, it kind of gives us the uh, opportunity to branch off and like, we're going to do like American werewolf in London. And then, cause uh. I watched it outside on mushrooms. So I was like, we wow. got to cover this. <laughs> yeah. Uh, cause I have a big projector. And then I was like, and then we'll do like a werewolf style episode on my show. And we're able Uh to kind of branch off in the paranormal, the real paranormal, supposedly, and serial killers. And then talk about the dark aspect of like the fiction of some of this stuff. Right.
0: You know, there's a very thin veil between the real paranormal conspiracy theories, aliens uh, and magic. All of this kind oh, of, yeah. it's all it all hits on like a certain little middle point right and all of them yeah, hit at a point where you could connect every single dot to every single thing and even government or religion so yeah. but first before we get off topic you yeah. mention it magic mushrooms give Have me you your tried? experience on that no no, I, no i've only done i've only done cocaine cocaine accessories <laughs> i've done some weed a lot of beer like uh, tequila, but nothing major of that stuff. I'm I'm waiting to get some real hallucinogenics in my body. 100
1: yeah, percent It changes your life. So I like I dabbled a little bit. My friends dabble a lot when I like we were teenagers, and I didn't. And I always thought it's, it's it was strange because at the time and my beliefs of like the dark and paranormal, um, mm. and we can get into this uh, at some point. I used to use the Ouija board fairly young in like grade seven. Yeah, like Ouch. and I have three Ouija boards over there that I've collected. And uh I used to be into this dark aspect and the occult and stuff like that. Making notes right now no, I'm bringing, Yo, I'm bringing that back, <laughs> dude. And then, so, uh, I was like, I never got into it. Cause I always thought I was going to have like a bad trip or something like that. But usually if you have a bad trip, it's because you're not going to, f- you're not facing what the mushrooms want to show you. But then I like did them once or twice with my uh, fiance and I was like, this is fun. Like whatever you see shadows and you're just kind of laughing. And it, that's always the first experiences you like, laugh wow. your ass off. Everything's hilarious. Shadows are kind of moving a bit. And then, so I was like, I'm going to, I found this site where I can get them from uh, BC. And I was like, all right, well, I'm going to start consistently using them because I've done all this research, how they can change your like, mid- microdose? D- uh, yeah, I actually took a microdose today. I normally don't. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah, before the show, I was like, fuck it. I haven't done this in a while. Usually I do big trips now. Every yeah. like, I was doing it every weekend, which some people cannot yeah. handle. Uh, but I love during the summertime sitting outside watching horror movies, which people think I'm crazy for doing. And yeah. then I sit there and like I'm tripping out and my fiance just kind of has to deal with me being on a different level.
0: Wow. And,
1: And so I started using it consistently and I had these incredible trips, which had changed the way I look at things. And I've, I've struggled like most people with depression, addiction. Um, I almost, and I I'm open about my stuff. I almost died of a fentanyl overdose years ago. I didn't know it was fentanyl and a buddy brought over a baggie and then he didn't know what it was. His buddy gave it to him and then he must've had a higher tolerance than I did. And then we were doing a podcast kind of (laughs) shit. Uh, and then my lips went blue. And uh, I almost died, and it changed my life where I was like, oh, I'm not touching any hard drugs. Uh, this is like a bad idea. And then mushrooms changed me where right? I used to like smoke cigarettes and vape, and it cut off that addiction um, pretty wow. quickly. Yeah, it's, it's quite incredible. And I've had these crazy trips where I started seeing through like the veil, and it allowed me to feel uh, more positive in my life and content of where I was. And you like a lot of times people say you can write like your intention down. So that's you know, what I
0: was I wasn't ask you yeah. that. So when people yeah. take mushrooms, this is an educational episode yeah. for me. So I've heard a lot. <clears throat> the reason I don't fuck around with mushrooms, as yeah. you know, many other podcasters do, is because um, I'm afraid. I feel like my intent. We'll probably get in the middle of the way. I leave with fear almost or with guilt. And I feel like if those emotions are still there and I haven't rid of them, I haven't gotten out of my chest or haven't expressed them in different different ways, once I take the drug,
1: I will go spiraling down and I'll have a bad trip. So explain that to me. How does that work? So the idea is like, um, uh, if you have a bad trip, it's usually because you're not, uh, allowing yourself to let go. Um, mm-hmm. even some of my buddies, like my, one of my co-hosts, he just drinks beer, doesn't smoke weed, uh, and, and doesn't do mushrooms. He did mushrooms one time and he did seven oh. grams almost, which wow. is, is that a lot? It's way too much. The, the, oh, your first shit. time you should do like two grams, not okay. seven. And he like, he co- he couldn't concentrate on anything he felt so fucked up and then he couldn't even he's like i'm so far fu- i'm so fu-. he said try, try to write down i'm so fucked up and he couldn't do it he couldn't say it and it, it's probably because you need to let go and let it do its thing a bad trip is not necessarily a bad trip it's because you're not letting go of this stuff because it's trying to show you things if you got any trauma or uh, or stuff built up in your head um or negative emotions it will show you that and it will actually like allow you to wow. rectify it and yeah. to kind of like, and I've, I've had, I, that's why I was always afraid of, like people mm-hmm. are afraid of letting go and letting themselves have this experience. And I have had incredible experiences. My mom uh, had like a miscarriage when I was eight years old and I always felt like it impacted me. Uh, mm-hmm. And she didn't notice. And during one of my trips, I felt her pain and it, during that time crazy shit and my aunt and uncle wow. died of addiction um and stuff like that my aunt died of like alcoholism and my that, uncle man. died of, yeah it's uh it's you know boss. the past man and uh yeah. and my uncle died of like a drug overdose and i was like talking to like you know my grandparents when i was on this trip and then them and i swear to god i heard, heard my aunt say i'm here and so you know norm you that's very rare as your yeah. va- it's very rare that that stuff happens like that. So, yeah. and I was on like, that was on like seven grams. And I, I that was probably the most I've taken. And <laughs> it was this ability where you can write down, okay, I want to be more grateful of my life. I want to be more caring and loving. And you maybe even write that down before you start your trip of what you kind of want to learn or take from uh, the mushrooms. But every time i've done mushrooms i've learned a lesson one of my favorite uh, ones kind of thing was like that you know what do you want to leave here when you die because you know everybody dies everybody goes we never know when and we never know what's beyond on the mm-hmm. other side but what do you <clears> want <throat> to leave in this physical world right you mm-hmm. want to leave negative and hate and sometimes even on some of my political talks i call people degenerates and like kind of uh, i am a, and mean in some way and mm-hmm. even that i gotta like try to come from a place of love, even though I'm angry about the stuff that is happening in the world, it is very hard to like break that down and come from a place, place of love. But mushrooms wow. will like change you the way you look at yourself, the way you look at other people, the way you treat people.
0: You know, I have a, I have a saying, I have a saying, uh, life is not about making money or how many cars you have, or even how many deeds you did it's yeah. about how you impacted other people and it 100%. sounds like you're having a spiritual ascendance experience yeah. every single time you fuck around with mushrooms i'm talking Dude, about it's, a, talking it's of, wild it's wild now that i'm not that i mentioned kind of spiritual do you think you're because you've mentioned paranormal activity at least yeah. at least uh you've spoken with with dead relatives before or during the trips <laughs> yeah. do you think you're
1: paranormally activated do you think that's Dude, it's weird. Uh, I think that there is weird stuff that goes on and connects with that level. Okay? So, like, Uh uh, you see, like, these fractals. A lot of times, like, things just, like, you pay attention more to things. Like, trees look a little different. Like, I always say that I think that you're connecting to plant consciousness. After you're high? After you drop the it comes down? so okay. once it starts you always feel uncomfortable it sucks the beginning first hour always sucks you okay. feel like your guts feel weird some people don't feel this at all but i do you feel kind of low and your guts feel weird and then you feel incredible later on we're like yeah. sometimes i feel like i could run a sounds marathon. like cocaine yeah yeah it's better though more natural right and yeah. so the idea is because the mycelium is going through the ground and it connects to all like plant life and stuff like that a lot of times like mm. so and so when you take psilocybin and it mushrooms are connected to nature i think that you connect to like plant consciousness whatever they view reality as in their spectrum i think you're able to like kind of connect to that so there's an and the other side right so i've i've watched tv shows like movies and people have looked like lizards and shit like that like their face kind of looks like um snaky and even i was watching um a video Uh, of James Brown when he's like high as shit on this like news station. And I was like, like real, I was on a high dose of mushrooms and I just got this eerie feeling. I was like, this guy's a fucking reptile. Like the way he looked and the way the camera was shifting. I was like, this guy's a fucking reptile. And then my TV shut off. And then there was sound playing through my speaker, even though the TV was off. Yeah, I was on a, f- a full dose, and I called the guy Reptilian, and, and then it like changed my, it like turned off my TV and shit. And I, something did, and I was That's tripping out. Wild. and My girlfriend was upstairs getting ready, and I was mm-hmm. like, something mm-hmm. really weird just happened." Like the TV. So she on, confirmed she, it. Yeah, wow. I was like, it was so it was so bizarre because somebody's in those states of mind, you don't really know you know if you're what you're seeing if you're actually seeing anything because most times you see these like if you're on a high dose you see you see what they call fractals it looks yeah. like translucent objects sometimes it tr- looks like tribal patterns and they're like you can see it everywhere and stuff and. holographic style Yes. Like you can see through it kind of like That's I almost, veil, dog. yeah, it's bizarre. So I've tried to look through these fractals and I've seen like demonic faces and I've said like, you can't, you have no power over me and all this stuff, but there's She's been vindictor. many times yeah. where mm-hmm. I've been outside on mushrooms or watching a movie. This happened last time we were watching American Werewolf in London. It felt like this like dome was around me, protecting me, but there was a, I felt like there was someone standing beside me. Uh, like many times on mushrooms, I've felt like there's someone uh, on around like me or staying behind me, and I can see it on my peripheral. So I think because of your state, your state of consciousness on that level, you're probably able to tap in to the paranormal. Yeah. Like people think I'm level. crazy, but I would love to do like a ghost hunt on mushrooms. Dog, oh wow. <laughs> wow! You know what I'm talking about? Hunt?
0: Has anybody yeah. hunted for you? And I'm not saying this like a, a cryptid or alien or or or, yeah. or, or but has any other human entity or at least human bodied shaped bipedal person comes up to you and asks you to join a cult to join uh some magic ritual shit like has anybody tried to recruit this is because look it sounds like it sounds like you have tapped into a hidden talent and i I think you you have probably i'm not trying to say that you have a psychic or a gypsy but around that realm where you have uh, heightened ability abilities where you can use some type of ritual. Listen, you could, you could probably learn some alchemy, learn some magician yeah. shit and then be able to implement this energy on, upon other people in a positive or a negative way, you know, yeah. whatever your heart can t- makes you feel. So has anybody tried to recruit you? <laughs> not,
1: not, not yet, but I have, it's very interesting. So when I started using the Ouija board when I was young, um, okay. I was like in grade seven, my grandmother gave me a Ouija board and then we started using it where me and my friends would Your use grandmother it the- gave you a Ouija yeah. board? Yeah. This is a
0: generation on generation type of thing. You yeah, guys yeah. have some fucking paranormal activated DNA shit strand on your fucking life. And, and it's you- interesting. Yeah. Because she didn't
1: even really believe it later on kind of thing where like, especially near the end of her life and stuff like that. It was kind of interesting because they they used a Ouija board to call upon my mom's friend that committed suicide. And then they had they were doing the shot glass and then they asked him about why he did it. And then when they mentioned his parents, the shot glass flew across the room and shattered. This is like before I was born. So she always had this Ouija board and then she gave it to me. And then me and my friends started using it all the time. Like we were calling like (laughs) Harold Houdini. It's Man, just, we, we have, were called Harold the Dean, and he was telling us jokes. Like we dude, were like, like, okay,
0: the Ouija board here. At least I'm Latino, yeah. bro. My parents are from Guatemala, and then I was adopted at 12 years old by Mexican family. So yeah. all Latinos, I could say this about on a broad spectrum, on a yeah, broad yeah. fucking you know, on a base <laughs> level event lifestyle. All Latinos demonize the Ouija board as something negative, right, no. demonic. So. We're getting the other side of town here. The other side of the, the, the I mean, intent has to do a lot with it too. Yes. Tell me this story again. Who You were talking with Houdini? What
1: the fuck? Yeah, so supposedly, we don't actually know, but we would <laughs> we would even come home at lunch because I uh-huh. live close to the school and we would yeah. start using the Ouija board. And it started off where I had this older friend and he showed me how to create one from like a piece of paper and a shot glass and you just write out everything. And then eventually my I was talking about Ouija boards and stuff like that with my grandmother and that's when she gave me the one that she had. So we started using it all the time, calling upon celebrities and people that we thought were like dead. Right. And Harold Houdini would tell us jokes and we're all like emo kind of punk kids. And I'll never forget the one joke. It's very stupid. And but I've never heard it before. It was like uh, how the punk crossed the road. He was stapled to the chicken. Because punks were all staples and pins, and it was just a dumb, weird joke. What but none of, <laughs> none of us knew it. None of us knew the dumbass joke. So then I started using it consistently. I almost got like obsessed with it. And then I went, I, yeah. So I went with my, I went to see my aunt, and we were like, I was talking about it, and she's from Jamaica. And then so she was like, you know, never use it alone. I got obsessed with it. I wouldn't eat or like drink uh, any water. I got obsessed with it for weeks, and I had to like, the throw it out essentially when she lived in Jamaica and then I went home and I proceeded to use it by myself <laughs> even though she told me not to so dumb true and rebel, then so punk. <laughs> when I started using it it's all about intention because you're able to use it as a conduit to connect to the other side but you don't necessarily know what you're talking to so as soon as I started getting deep into this research and reading about like different entities and and maybe reptilians and stuff like that it started telling me that it was actually uh, not like a deceased human person is that is some of the people i were talking to were alive entities on a different plane of reality and yeah. it was trying to manipulate me It was trying to tell me that my mom was a reptilian and stuff like that and that's why i started questioning it and i was playing it by myself and i felt it like move my hands and then it was saying stuff that i couldn't even like think of mm-hmm. in the way it was phrasing it
0: do you feel as if so uh, my, i guess this brings the next question have yeah. you had negative encounters? And, yeah, and, for and, sure. and then explain to me how do you close that gate? Because there's a lot of, based off movies and pop culture, yeah. we believe that, or at least I only know through movies, because that I mean, that if you open the Ouija board and you don't close the freaking gate, they yeah. hunt you, they attach to you, and then they, they haunt you for generations to come.
1: Yeah. I think that I curse my house at that least to live in. So and, it does and- happen. Yeah, okay. there was weird stuff that happened in that, in that home. Um, mm-hmm. So there, I think I opened something and there was a lot of negative energies at that time. I was drinking a lot and depressed and they consume your energy. And then, so I just think that it attached to like that house and then weird stuff would happen. Like, just like, I don't know, like doors closing uh, randomly, which was very rare, mm-hmm. but like there was weird stuff. Like I would, one time I was sleeping on my stomach and it felt like someone was sitting on my fucking back and I couldn't get up was okay. laying that I couldn't get up and then years later uh my buddy I went to Cuba and my buddy got left there he got so drunk on before we took the plane and he was mm-hmm. like I, I this is why I think alcohol can open the door for demons and entities Alcohol to take you is over. A,
0: is a is a, a ghost,
1: isn't
0: it Alcohol yeah, there we go
1: yeah Yeah, it's it's crazy so like and as much as i enjoy drinking uh it's not good for you or anybody like in their spiritual level and stuff like that but uh you know it's you gotta have some fun in this reality so he was like in the cuban airport with just pajama pants on Mm -hmm. and and no no shirt no uh socks and shoes and he was chewing on his own fucking toenails in the middle of an airport dude and yeah and they i feel like something took him over and then so we had to leave him there And he was, when we're leaving, he's like screaming, fuck Castro and fuck Cuba. And I'm like, oh my God, man, this guy's going to get arrested. That's going to
0: get you in. Yeah.
1: And then, so when I went home, I was thinking about him. I was out at a low state of being. I was drinking all week. And then when I got home uh, and I tried, my girlfriend was there and I just like Mm -hmm. broke down to her. I was like, Mike's still in Cuba. And then, so I've never experienced this before. I was completely sober trying to sleep. And when I would open my eyes, I saw shadow people looking down at me. On my bed, and it scared the living shit out of me. And my girlfriend didn't see it, but I could see it because I was. Because you were you were energy. drinking this during this time, or you were high as fuck. I was. I essentially I drank the whole week in Cuba, and then, and then I was home sober. And so yeah, all that, your low energy, your low, your vibration's low. I'm worried about my friend in Cuba. You know, I'm, I'm yeah. like worried and stressed out. So every time I close my eyes, I'm thinking about where he is in the world in Cuba. And then I'm thinking about where I am. And then when I open my eyes, I would see these like shadow people, creatures, everything that they Everything that they talk about when it comes to astral projection, I felt. I felt like this rushing sensation of a jet, like it sounded like a jet engine in my ears. And every time I, w- I would close my eyes and try to sleep, it felt like they were trying to rip my soul out of my body. I kept going to sleep paralysis, and I couldn't move my a, body. Su- you were such
0: at a low frequency level, filled your heart and your head with fear. Yeah. Anger, Yeah, You were fucking vibing at one of the most lowest frequencies known to man. 100%. Almost, almost dimming down to their level. Accessible, yes. easy acts. You were wearing a skirt. You're about to get fucked by these fucking ghosts. Dude, yeah. Literally. It's
1: fucked. <laughs> and I felt it. Every time I closed my... I had to go to rip myself out of the sleep paralysis. I've never experienced sleep paralysis other than one other time. when I felt like that thing was sitting on my back. No, and then no. so... Uh, Dude, sorry, I got the, the end of the story is the wildest. I got up I was uh-huh. completely sober awake. I walked towards uh-huh. my door and there was like a seven foot tall shadow person and it looked down at me almost like that. And this is before Insidious, that, that movie Insidious where you see the thing beside the boy's bed. That's what it looked like. And yeah. with like a, like a round head, almost what like a reptilian would look like in shadow form. And it looked wow. down at me and I looked uh-huh. up at it and I started researching like David Ike around this time. And I opened the door and I went into the bathroom. I was like, what the fuck is going on with you? You know what these things are. They're trying to exhume your energy. And I didn't go to sleep until the sun uh, w- entered the room in the morning. It's the one of the scariest experiences I've been wow. to jail as a youth, and this was like this way scarier. This the, some is some of the scariest
0: shit. This is a wild fucking story because just the intensity you're speaking on, I'm visualizing yeah. this dog. Yeah. Like this is I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> I was like, yeah, yeah, dude, it yeah. frightened
1: yeah. me. It's, and it's it, insane. proved me.
0: Yeah, uh, I've, I've, I've only. I've only seen. I've seen a leprechaun. I know you're not. No way.
1: I've
0: seen a leprechaun. 100. 100. Really? I seen it. I was 21 years old. I was not drunk. I was not high. I came out of work. I was living at my parents' house still. And I threw myself on my bed. And I seen a. I, I seen a little leprechaun. He was this big. This big. It was a brownie. Uh, you know, I don't know if you know yep. what the differences yeah. Are, yeah. But little brownies.
1: Yeah, we did so, an episode for Patreon about that shit.
0: Bam. So let's say this is the pin, right? I don't know if you can see yeah. the pin. The pin, He was yay big. And then this portion right here—that's his head. So he was a his head was the size of his chest. Like he got a big dome. And um, yeah, what did you do? That's wild, nothing, man. Nothing, nothing. I oh during the process. Well, yeah. when I seen it, I I seen it. So there was okay. Like, so fuck. I was in my rooms. Yeah, <laughs> I see. I was in the room. With my brother. My brother was in in Houston, Texas. Um, and in, in um yeah, in Texas back then. So I threw myself in my bed. We had two little twin size beds, and his bed was facing. I want to say north. And the moonlight was full. It was a full moon that night, and the fucking moon was just hitting directly to his bed. And He had a pile of dirty clothes on his on his bed. Yeah. And the dude, the dude, the right where the light was shining, the dude just goes, "Bing!" Like he sees, like he sees me. He goes down on the freaking uh, again under the under the, the dirty clothes. Weird. And I seen him jump behind the. the we had a, a the the box TVs back then. We didn't have yeah. the flash screen TVs. So he jumped behind the TV. You could hear him like, like jump. Like you could hear his little steps. Check this out. As soon as that happened, my door was yay open, like it was open, like like slightly. I want to say yeah. <laughs> three inches, and then maybe less. And he goes and he goes like this. He looks at me to the side, from the side of the of the of the of the of the TV, and he goes boom. He books it out the door, bro. Two seconds. That's listen so to this. Bizarre. Two yeah. seconds after I seen him dash outside of the door, my dad opens his door to the room to go to the restroom at like 3 a three a.m. in the morning. So, what happened was he heard my dad's footsteps and he dashed out, or else, if my dad wouldn't have woken up, I would have had a longer experience with this
1: motherfucker. So, that is crazy, dude. He's wild it, dog. And I've never they, seen him again after they believe like irish people like my one of my co-hosts is irish and they there's they truly believe in some of these elemental creatures these 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 beings that um sometimes pop in and out of a reality like bigfoot or something like that that maybe Uh exist at a different like frequency and Mm -hmm. they're probably supposedly are protectors of like nature and and certain things and like there's people that really we did episodes on like pixies and fairies and shit and there's people that legitimately believe in these like elemental creatures uh that we only can see sometimes because they're not out of... Our, they're not like in our frequency. They're at like a different dial on the radio. You know what I mean?
0: Same thing with those fucking ghost paranormal activity shit that you fucking went through because <clears throat> now. After after the light shine through, you are going back to your story. After the yeah. light shine through the freak, this is going to be a Halloween episode, by the way. This is dropping <laughs> in, in October <laughs> yeah. as the opener of the freaking fright fest That You opened up, you you opened up the freaking thing. You seen the sunlight shine through your door and yeah. through your windows, and everything's bright. What happened after? How did you go on? And did you go through another experience? Right after. So- that?
1: So th- this was the most prominent experience that I've ever had. And my, my fiance, like my girl, like girlfriend at the time I was young, I am still with her. She didn't really know what to do and what to make of it. And she believed me, but she just couldn't see them in the way that I did and stuff like that. She was just trying to sleep. And I went through this frightening experience and the next day. I'm like, it, it proved to me. That There's stuff outside of our reality because I was completely sober and like my I joke <clears throat> on my show that I've told the story so many times just because of the fact that it changed my life in the way that I view our reality and that I already proved to myself that at least negative entities and things exist beyond this dimension, right? Absolutely. So, and then it changed me. And the thing is, I, because I've never been that low in a long time, I have not really had much experiences other than like things of of seeing things out of my peripheral and all that. And it's been a while since I've used the Ouija board. Me and my co-host tried to use it in a graveyard. And you're not always going to get answers in a graveyard because most dead people would go to where they were most comfortable and felt at home they wouldn't be hanging around a graveyard with other dead bodies so i i would love to do some more ghost activity like hunts and stuff like that and go to haunted locations uh eventually we have plans to do that one day but it's you got to be careful of messing around with some of this stuff and you you have to be very respectful of it Yes.
0: very respectful of it that is insane and i really hope that you record that experience because i am dying <laughs> yeah, yeah. to listen to your research and everything oh, you yeah. go through it really sounds like you are paranormally activated and you know what you were talking about how you were at very low a uh, very low frequency at that moment mm-hmm. when you seen these ghosts looking down upon you and this is now i'm not religious by all means but this is why yeah. people sometimes start tapping into um tapping into tapping into a higher frequency and a higher divine creator up yeah. when they start. Um, when they start praying, once once they see, so like, oh, blah, 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 they start praying, they start praying, yeah. they start praying. They're elevating their frequency to get higher and outside of their spectrum, outside yeah. of that reaching point for them. You get me? It's
1: intention. It's, in yeah. it's like a protection thing, almost like a spell, right? And you like, do it yourself upon you, right? It's this. This is yeah. you. Okay. Yeah, wow. yeah. So like it's like that, and this is funny, like because they. Uh, I think it's intention because I don't necessarily know. Um, I know I got friends that are religious and Christian and stuff like that and mm-hmm. I don't like I understand what they why they believe in what they do but the whole idea of like J- we don't know who Jesus was. There was like Mithra and Krishna and all these other different entities and, in Egyptian times that had the same kind of story as Jesus mm-hmm. and then the whole idea that in the Bible Jesus name was Yahshua. So why mm-hmm. do we call him Jesus now? So there's this idea that you know maybe we've manipulated religion along the Absolutely. way but even, even if the book did, it yeah. is all about intention so if you mm-hmm. like think uh more positive and you know you you make your surroundings more positive and that's why i think i've been able to protect myself and i feel like i've let go of these entities because the one mm-hmm. i stupidly introduced my stepbrother to uh the ouija board and then he started using it, and in his house stuff started moving, and demons were telling him like a, like astronomical, like mathematic signs, and and weird, weird, really weird shit I've never even heard of, and he didn't they close saw the gate. shadows
0: no they saw shadows
1: move their stuff moved in their house and um and then so when we were using it one time it was interesting and they probably thought i was doing it but it wouldn't work i brought my own ouija board unless i put my hands on it because obviously i have some connection to it and it told me that i had nine spirits attached to me that some were good and some were bad and uh, even my fiance is pretty into the paranormal stuff like that and we were talking about the one day we're outside we're talking about ghosts and we live in this old town and we're at this house that we live in uh live in was just dropped here we don't know where it came from It's been here for a long time, but they actually move the structure from somewhere else. And mm-hmm. we don't really know. So we're talking all this paranormal stuff and there's like ideas that even ghosts that are walking around the streets, maybe they get hit by a car, they don't know that they're dead, all that stuff, they can attach to certain people. So if they see that you are open to this stuff, then these ghosts might follow you around, they might attach themselves to you. And there's even entities that will like if they were an alcoholic In their past life and they're stuck in some sort of purgatory they'll like go to a bar and then like sit in the place of somebody that is alive drinking and then pretend to like drink with them because it's this natural thing that they did when they were alive
0: yeah wow that is a huge freaking breakdown so is there a way to really close down the after you're done with the doing your, your process yeah. with the Ouija board is there a way to close it down so that you don't get attached or is it still You definitely have to instant? say
1: goodbye you definitely have to say goodbye <laughs> but the idea is like that you kind of like close the door um mm. and use some sort of intention because like there's a chant we used to say uh it was like, air fire water earth elements of the astro birth i call upon whoever now to the power of three times three only good may enter only good may leave and you're supposed to have this intentional chant and then at the end you would be like i now close the door but like they can the still probably attach themselves to you so it's all about staying positive and i've felt since i've done mushrooms that i've been able to close that door um, that, is a powerful,
0: that is powerful. That is powerful. That is powerful. And I said that three times because that is extremely <laughs> powerful. That I've never heard that chant before. I've learned something yeah. today, and I really want the listeners to check you out. I want you to, again, 100%. in the middle of the show, I want you to, again, to, tell them where they can find you, and then we're going to go to the next topic.
1: 100%. So, yeah, you can find me, again, at Strange Brew Podcast, uh, anywhere, Strange Brew Cast on X. I'm trying to be a little more on there. But, like, yeah. it, like I said, we're on all podcast platforms. Uh, we have a lot of people on Spotify and apple podcast um and also if you're interested in hip-hop and stuff like that uh, i rap a lot of conspiracy based uh you know truther kind of uh some music bro yeah, so I've done amazing, it for dog. a long time, and I call it some of the hypocrisy of the government and all that. So you can look yeah. up The Raptillion. I finally put my music out on Spotify and YouTube. Oh, music. shit. I'm going to go and right I, now. <laughs> I used to slang CDs, and I was like a teenager, and now I'm like, oh, I should finally do this after all these years. And you can find that on YouTube, too, at The reptilian and I would appreciate that because that's just starting to go now.
0: That's fucking awesome. Look at that. Yeah, Massive yeah. plugs. Make sure you check them out on YouTube, The yeah. rap And also check them out at the Strange Blue Podcast. Now, talking yeah. about how you mentioned, this is awesome how you mentioned the, um, the uh, a lot of hypocrisy with the government. And it's very hypocritical, hypocritical, hypocritical with how (laughs) to freaking break down those syllables. It's very, it was very hypocritical that recently there has been um, statements by doctors on TikTok and on YouTube and on podcasts that the Nile virus is here now in North America. I live in L.A. and it has just been announced that we are now have been infected certain people in certain areas of L.A. I live in the heart of L.A., bro. So I know how the homeless situation is. I know how the government can be a little hypocritical. You know what can be fake as fuck, not hypocritical, just fucking fake. And I also know that Bill Gates just recently released a bunch of at least Bill Gates and his foundation, all his networks. I also found out that they also just released a huge amount of genetic modified mosquitoes in the form or for the reason of. To depopulate the rest of the other mosquitoes, the yeah. real mosquitoes. I mean, those are the ones that nature brings out what's your take on that bro what, what you got to say dog? you have to Dude, do it's mom.
1: bizarre because like i've always said for years right i'm trying to wake mm. people up that they're actively trying to kill us they want to like you know make the population smaller because less people are more easy to control but you see them like there's video footage of like uh, helicopters dumping like bugs like you see these clouds they almost look like smoke but it's <laughs> yep. like thousands of like mosquitoes like cloud bugs. Seeding, huh? yeah yeah and it's like they're dropping it in florida and la and all these major cities and obviously then they want people to contract these diseases or the fact that some of these antibodies or whatever that are inside these mosquitoes that end up like injecting into people and then they get allergic to like meat all that oh. stuff all the yeah all the stuff yeah. like
0: i rewind yeah. rewind yeah. you said <laughs> mosquitoes with gna genetic modified mosquitoes yeah. right? but
1: they come down they sit on you they bite you and then they make you allergic to meat Yeah, and then you can be allergic to red meat. People are getting allergies to red meat now.
0: And who is the largest farm owner of the world, at least North America, and investing heavily using this farmland for genetically modified fake meat?
1: yeah the well that's what i'm saying that's what they're is. all pushing this agenda and that's why people are like what these people are old like klaus schwab or even uh, like george soros why do they care why do they want to do this they're going to die soon and i'm always like because wow. they're not human the the <clears throat> idea of these reptilian shit is that they they will insert themselves into positions of power and from the research that i've done they will actually reincarnate constantly in certain bodies they adapt to these families and then so once they die they're not dead they'll just come into a new body and the next year or two or
0: whatever right it's it's wild
1: dude
0: you mentioned something right now you just what you just said but in the beginning of the rant you also said that you think that they're trying to depopulate now i have a theory yes based off the last point that you just brought in how they also reincarnate now Mm. we also recreate we are reincarnated i don't think they're trying to depopulate us i think they're trying to speed up our birth and death process so they can collect more souls and more energy the more people they have vibrating at a lower frequency uh, um, level through fear, through propaganda, through 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 negative sh- fucking vax and all yeah. this bullshit. And, and the more people that are born, born gay, I'm not having yeah. anything against gay people, but you know what I mean? Yeah. They indoctrinate oh, yeah. these young kids. They die at a very young age because they're freaking pharmaceutical shots every single day. They're they yes. coming off their dicks and shit. They, they are automatically from birth being already indoctrinated and also practicing sin, which makes them in a negative fucking low frequency level for the rest of their entire existence. And once they die, they go straight to fucking hell. And yeah, then it, the next generation yeah. and next generation. So depopulation, I don't think depopulation is a real thing. I think they're trying to speed up the birthing and death process for they could collect more souls and yeah, more souls I, and more souls.
1: I, yeah, I agree. And it might not even be like, I've done research, so like uh, it is interesting. Hell is not necessarily mentioned in the Bible. It's Word. mentioned in older texts and stuff like that. But this yes. idea of like a different duality or reality Reality, right like I think mm-hmm. hell is a manifestation of the mind kind of thing so if you're on your yeah. deathbed and you're dying of cancer and you've maybe did a little boy or something like that you did some bad shit and then you you think you're gonna go to hell you'll probably wake up in some alternate reality of this dark it's called energies. a waiting room
0: you have yeah, some elevated dude. music behind
1: that shit, dog. Yeah, yeah, dude. And then, so <laughs> I think that it's quite possible that reincarnation is is slavery. That we live in a prison planet where we get shot back into our bodies every time uh-huh. we die, and then we're constantly being food and energy for these reptilians. Because why would you let people ascend and go to a higher level um, mm-hmm. if you could able to trap them and control them? And then have them consistently have food uh, because they their food source is different than ours. They like exhume this energy and that's how they they stay alive and stuff like yep. that. So this idea that we're stuck in this prison planet of them constantly consuming us. And then yep. there's I that's why I think we're trying to break free. But everyone knows this. Look around. The world is fucking in chaos. Everything is on fire. They're pushing propaganda and fear. They want everyone to be, uh, be a subscriber to Big Pharma <clears throat> because that's what it is. And stuff like that. And I'm I'm anti vax as they get. I don't believe any of that shit was good. I think that we've been fed a fucking line and that they yes. don't actually, that they've been using this since the beginning of time or since uh-huh. the beginning, especially of- vaccinations being uh more prevalent is using it to depopulate people are fucking allergic to everything to peanuts to all this shit that they never were before uh and people are like you know i have a my mom and grandmother were both nurses and i Uh think that they were indoctrinated by that system and they're always like they were like vaccination doesn't cause uh, cause autism i'm like well they proved it in one case in a court of law that this Mm -hmm. like little girl actually got um autism from a shot so i'm like you why do you think they have?
0: It. They make you sign this fucking no waiver shit right before you get the vaccine for the for yeah. the cold because they don't want you to sue them and they are not yeah. liable for any damages to your fucking body. Plus, you switch out the your DNA with RNA. Your freaking your 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 human rights goes out the fucking way You're window. not That's human like- anymore. They're not human anymore. Yeah. You know, we, we did 100%. an episode on maritime law and the, la- the land, of the law. I not mean, the law Dude. of the land. And yeah. the United States really operates on, on maritime law. As a matter of fact, once I claim, well, if I do a federal offense and I go to court and they're telling me, you know what? Are the, one of the biggest questions they ask you once you do you do you do the three the three strikes, they ask mm. you, are you are you a citizen? Once you admit that you are you you a citizen, you are a private a corporate entity. Yeah owned by Washington, D.C., which is also its own entity because it's between
1: two different states. It's a city-state of itself. Like, the the United States is a corporation. Canada is too, in a way. So there's a wild thing of that Canada isn't Mm. a a sovereign nation. And there's this thing called uh, Canada is a myth, I think, or the myth is Canada. People should look this up because it's fascinating. I want to do an episode about it eventually. Uh, But this guy's compiled research over 16 years and claimed Mm. that, like, we're still obviously under the British rule because if you go to a court, you, you, You see a a judge and the crown, which the crown is the Church of England and all this stuff. So it's kind of fascinating. Most people don't understand that. And that's why I think that the the government knows this stuff and knows that like, you know, once you get your birth certificate, then that's a uh, that's literally a certificate that you're owned by the corporation of the country. And they've turned these these countries into corporations. And it's, it, has, uh, it's, it has a stamp of
0: the Department of Commerce on it. Mine has a Department of Commerce stamp on it. And what you said, that's even wild. the word liberty, the word liberty yeah. is a word that's a term used in uh, that from a, a ca- only a captain can give the sailors liberty to, come, mm-hmm. to leave off the deck of the ship and come back once it's docked. So that's even the words are yeah. used against you. You just you think that the Statue of Liberty there is to show freedom. Freedom and liberty are two different freaking words. 100%. This is... Ladies and gentlemen, this is the final statements of uh, (laughs) we got Tom Cat, the reptilian from uh, Strange Movie Podcast here on the show. Yo, Tom, let them know
1: where they can find you one last time so yeah you can find us like especially subscribe to that youtube you got you know join us we have drinks we have a lot of fun and the whole point of what why we do what we do is there's a lot of dark negative things in this world constantly and there's the, conspiracy after conspiracy which ended up turning out to be truth and all that stuff but we want to give people something fun and light and even i had a fan mention that we never really got too political i'd always mention stuff all the time i'm always mentioning right. what our crime minister or whatever like that but yeah. i am very open and spoke out against a lot of the stuff i have like all these followers on tiktok that came to, from just me stating my opinion about the yeah. government like thousands of people like my stuff and follow me and all that stuff J- and see me as some sort of leader just because i openly speak my mind about the things right. that i think are wrong with this world mm-hmm. but it, what we do on the show is like i want to like make people laugh and a fan recently just said that they enjoy our political banter and that we're able I to do it. this in this kind of light-hearted way you know love and that's it. what we want we want to make people laugh and, and kid around about some of these very dark topics you know so i have to strange I, brew podcast
0: i completely agree with you you have yeah. to you can't it can always be night bro you have to bring yeah. some some light and some comedic relief to when you have these deliveries dog you have to you have to so man. ladies and gentlemen please make sure you check out the strange brew podcast the strange brew podcast and tom Cap, the reptilian on youtube and on every single podcast platform drop a faster review on their I show if you that. like the show thank you so much again tom cat dog this is thank you uh, an amazing yeah, bro, it was amazing. Yeah, I, I loved it. it. Thank you. Thank you so much, Rob. Hopefully, we could uh, collaborate again towards the middle yes. of October and drop another massive bomb and deposit more into the bank of knowledge, big dog. That's what's up, man. 100 Thank you, man. This is Paranoid Radio Podcast. Make sure you drop a five-star review on the podcast. that allows other people to enjoy the show as much as we enjoy making it. You can find us on ParanoidRadio.com. I mean, Paranoid Radio on Instagram. ParanoidRadio.com will be up again, up and running. We switched servers, so we'll be up and running again on Friday. Make sure you check us out. Paranoid Radio, Tom Cat from Strange Brew Podcast. Thank you Thank so much, you. bro.
1: Paranoid Radio.